Hello, welcome back to Sparrow Talk on Series 3 now. Hilarious. That's what people would say if they reviewed the show, but they haven't because no one's heard it. <laughs> um, today, I'm joined by Tom and Graham. Say hello, Tom. Hey. You're going to do your catchphrase, oh, aren't you, but you've forgotten it. No, I remember it, but I thought, I thought yeah. you know, it's... It's, it's a bit stayed. It's yeah. had its day. Yeah. Uh, I'm here too. Graham Hi, Keith. Here. How have you been? Yes, you know, getting on. Uh, I'm fine, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Do I didn't want to comment. Don't you? you don't look so well. <laughs> <laughs> bit grey, bit grey. Um, so we're doing Baywatch Nights. Yeah. 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 Baywatch Nights. Oh, Nights. Oh. Baywatch Nights. Not Baywatch, Baywatch Nights. Oh, no, I've watched the wrong show. <laughs> we'll come on to that. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't need me to tell you about Baywatch Nights, Tom. Tell you why? Because Graham's. That's why I'm here. About Grey, Bay, Bay, Grey Watch Nights. Grey Watch Nights. Um, so you'll remember Baywatch, dun, the dun, dun, dun. beloved. What is that? Is That's that the, the, Airwolf? The, no. Oh, how does that go? <laughs> I, I imagine. Is that from the theme tune? Or is that the actual sound of Airwolf? Mm. I think we're mm. getting on a bit of a tangent already here. <laughs> um, we've all got things to do this evening. Uh, you'll all remember Baywatch, the beloved beach-based action show from the 90s. What you won't remember, almost certainly, is Baywatch Nights. Because I don't think it was ever broadcast in Britain. These oh. two will contradict me. I think me. I remember seeing it. Oh, but I might already. be wrong. Okay. I don't think I remember seeing it. But... Yeah. No, I, I, I might not be wrong. You're, you're wrong. I'm wrong. Okay. Uh, no, I don't. I don't I, it seems unlikely, but uh, it's not impossible. Uh, but I'd say it's unlikely our listeners have seen it. Um, it is a real um, curiosity of a show. Uh, it aired from 1995 to 1997. Uh, not very long. Two seasons in total. Um, it featured... The premise, to start with, and I won't go into too much detail because I think Keith might do some of that, mm. was that the resident police officer from Baywatch, the beloved beach-based action show, uh, had something of a, a midlife crisis and decided to start his own detective agency. Lifeguard, not police officer. Well, beach you tell police. Wikipedia that. Oh, because sorry, Garner Ellaby. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Sorry, carry He on. gets the Hoff, he does, David Hasselhoff, right. to help him out, Mitch Buchanan. Uh, and that's that. That's the format for most of the first season. Because, however, of failing ratings and um, new producers, they decided to completely switch it up. Second season, off the back of the success of the X Files uh, and dwindling ratings, they decided to make it into a science fiction show where Mitch and some new fellows start investigating the paranormal and the supernatural. Um, in what is quite an odd uh, series of television. Uh, we have decided to uh, to um, review uh, episodes from either series, so you'll get the best of both. Um, and Keith will give you more information on the origins and a new feature called Origins, but not yet, because I need to um, divulge it's Lindhurst number. Oh, yeah. uh, fans of the show will remember that from the previous series. It's back, because... Um, we didn't think of any new features. Um, so, this one is a bit more convoluted, not least because it's in America. And I don't think the Lindhurst... In fact, I know, because I look at Lindhurst's IMDb page more than probably anyone else in Britain. I don't think Lindhurst has ever acted in America. So, you have to look um, for some British actors. I found one. Edward Mulhair is in Frozen Out of Time. Mm. We'll come on to that. Mm. 
he is a British Irish actor. I think he's no longer with us. But he appeared in The Adventures of Robin Hood from the 60s. Who else was in that? Paul Eddington. Paul Eddington, you may remember from Yes Minister. Keith is yeah, shaking, yeah. nodding his head. Yeah, nod, full nod. Full nod there. Eddington was in Play for Today. Play for Today has been um, a real saviour of mine in this. <laughs> As was Nicholas Lindhurst. There is the three, the big three. So uh, it took a little bit of digging, but you can wow, get to Lindhurst well eventually. Game. Thank you. Thank you very much. When we get to the quiz, you'll see I spent too much time on this and too little time on that. <laughs> uh, but that's me done for that's now. A, Give me a call and we're back. Uh, Keith, when I do the origins. Origins. Oh, yeah, origins. 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 Maybe we should make a jingle for that. We should make some jingles. Origins. <laughs> origins. <laughs> origins. Always read the label. Uh, yeah, so I've decided that I will watch episode one of every series that we watch because I like to know how things got started. Um, funnily enough, they didn't mention the Garner character having the midlife crisis, as, okay. as Graham alluded to. So he's already done better without having to sit through 45 minutes <laughs> of, of episode one. Um, so the opening of episode one uh, has Mitch or David Hasselhoff. I'm not sure which one he is because he's, he's wearing the Baywatch outfit, mm. but he refers to himself as Mitch in the third person. So I don't know mm. what's happening there. But he, he's, he's strange. Yeah. explaining the premise of the show. Uh, maybe people were confused in the previews and so... They had to introduce it. I don't know. Um, but he says that Mitch got a call from Ghana because he was facing bankruptcy. And there was also a beautiful brunette in the agency, mm-hmm. uh, private eye agency. Um, no names uh, or, or any mention of where she came from. Uh, but he said that, as with any sort of beach disaster, when there's a cry for help, he goes and answers, doesn't he? Any beach disaster? Yeah, well, any, any, you know. Beach mishap, okay. Right. Lost spade, seaweed on your face. Yeah, the lifeguards of Baywatch were always far too involved in um... fighting crime. Yeah. yeah, beach patrol. Beach patrol. Yeah. So yeah, that was that was it really. Um, he goes and helps out in their private eye detective agency. Uh, the first episode has David Hasselhoff following his Jake Thomas. And talking to a very attractive lady. Following is Jake Thomas. It's Jake Thomas, you know, is um, Billy. Eichner. Billy Eichner. Oh, it's, it's Jim Broadbent. It's Jim Broadbent. You know, he's, yeah, he's, he's novice, novice Taylor. Um, he starts talking to a supermodel, and that leads on to work. Mm-hmm. So that was, that's their first case. The supermodel comes in and wants some protection, some bodyguarding. So mm. essentially. David Hasselhoff, Mitch, saves the detective agency by uh, bringing in lusty work. Lusty work. Mm. um, So, sorry, is he doing this simultaneously to being a lifeguard? Mm. To begin with, certainly in the first episode, certainly, he puts on his life jacket guard, jacket, yellow in red, jackety guard, (laughs) and uh, runs about the beach going, oh, I'm a lifeguard. (laughs) Uh, But then in the evening... Well, I thought he says it's an evening activity, but I'm sure he's there during daytime as well. Mm, a lot of the show takes place. Yeah. I counted in the first episode, but you didn't get to night until 25 minutes into it. It's a 42-minute episode. So that title is misleading. Yeah. 
Doesn't it's anyone just... say to him, Mitch, aren't you going to be tired? You spread too thinly. Mm, yeah, Mitch. yeah. You're doing too much. Yeah. And also, um, he had a son, Hobie. Does he? Yeah, in Baywatch, Hobie Buchanan. Uh, right. I think by the time Baywatch ended, he might have grown Killed up him? and flown the oh. coon. <laughs> 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 Went dark towards the end, Baywatch. No, yeah, I think he might have grown up and um, moved on. But... Um, yeah, I was wondering where Hobie was. Hobie. Hobie, It's yeah. a shame, isn't it? Maybe Mitch could hire the private eye agency to find mm. Cody, whoever it is. Yes. Hobie. Hobie. Yeah. Uh, but that's that's all, really. Um, Mitch's lusty ways gets them work. Oh. So, now... So there's, there's a moral in there somewhere. Yeah. Always follow your... Your nourishment word. Your nourishment word. <laughs> so... <laughs> Tom's going to talk, we'll talk about lust. Right? Yeah. Who's the best man for the job? <laughs> it's Tom. Hey, it's Tom. Um, so the first episode we watched was um, episode five of season one, entitled "Just a Gigolo." Watch along at home. Yeah. Well, <laughs> don't. So, um, <laughs> given that um, the original Baywatch had such an iconic theme tune, mm-hmm. that's what I'm doing. I wasn't doing Airwolf. I was doing oh. the opening uh, notes. Of, Similar. Uh, Jim Jameson's composition. Mm. Sorry, Jim Jameson. Reminds me of a quiz show. I don't know which. Is it Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? When Could the be, yes. Yeah, yeah, 15 yeah. to 1. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> which one is that? Uh, William T. Stewart. <laughs> well, that's clearly not the same theme tune, is it? You just contradicted yourself. <laughs> I, was, I was doing the refrain. Uh, the theme tune for... Um, Baywatch Nights. Baywatch Nights, thank mm. you. Uh, oh, no, it isn't though, is it? Yeah, right, it's, yeah. no, it's, uh, it's appropriately titled After the Sun Goes Down. By the Arctic Monkeys. <laughs> they did, didn't they? And it's performed by... Um, the Arctic Monkeys. No, it's not, sorry. <laughs> Lou Rules, yeah. who's one of um, the stars of Baywatch Nights, mm. the owner of the club, atop which the private uh, investigators' offices are situated. Lovely sound What's phrase. the club called, Tom? Um... Is it called Nights? It's called Nights. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Clever. Mm. Um, so the, tune, the theme tune is performed by yeah, Lou Rawls and, of course, David Hasselhoff. Of course. Right, it's the theme who, tune. Who wrote it? It was him. Was it? Who, who wrote the theme? Mm. The Hoff. Did he write it? He wrote it. He wrote Lou Rawls didn't write the theme tune. Uh, well, allegedly they co-wrote it. Okay. So, Do you know much know. about Lou Rawls? No. I mean, neither. Move on. <laughs> he's good, though, isn't he? Isn't he one of those people who's famous for being I thought, good at a thing? Yeah, I feel like I've heard of him. You know, like Billy Connolly. No, sorry, not Billy Connolly. Brian Connolly. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, so, anyway, uh, the episode opens. Uh, Mitch is paid a visit by his friend uh, Julie, um, who has seemingly been ripped off by a young man. Mm. Um, she gave him $100,000, Keith. Um, sorry, the lights just dimmed. It's weird, it's wasn't it? It's like the second I season of Baywatch Nights. <laughs> I, I planned it. Um, uh, she lent this man uh, $100,000 uh, towards his, and I quote, Investment company. Mm. There we go, fifteen to one. Um, Mitch very quickly deduces that this man is a gigolo and arrives at the conclusion that the only way he could possibly hope to catch him is by becoming a gigolo himself. Mm. With the line, if I may, to catch a gigolo, I decided to become a gigolo. So I decided to work out a little harder that week. <laughs> and then um, Ryan, Mitch's partner, um, were in, in, not in professional in, capacity, yeah, but professional not partner. yet. Yeah, mm. um, becomes the other gigolo's sexy but also oh innocent target. Mm. Yeah. Ryan Hannon. Sorry, I believe her cat, her name in this is Ryan Hannon or Rihanna, I think. Oh, whatever. Is it not Ryan? 
No, yeah, but oh, she yeah. has a guy's, she has yeah. a pseudonym, a nom de plume. Oh, for, very good. Uh, she goes on the Coover. Lovely. Uh, oh, hello. The lights are completely off now. Now we're talking about gigolos. <laughs> um, so, gigolo Mitch, I've got to say, doesn't look that much different to regular Mitch. Does he? Um, no. He goes no, to the barbers, doesn't. but all they seem to do is put some like wet look, wet look That's gel right. in his hair. And he has some cool shades. Some yeah, very questionable shades. Yeah. I yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, the, the Ryan and Mitch go to a private members club called the Mission Club, um, and Ryan is caught in the crosshairs of this uh, lithe Adonis by the name of Grant, Grant. Styles. Yeah. Um. Mitch later appears, and he causes quite a stir among the older female patrons of the club. Uh, it seems to hit it off with one of them, but it later transpires that it hits, it's his aunt. Mm. Yeah, it was a fix, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, uh, she's a, she was a plant. You know, don't think about that too hard, because it's no. pretty gross. It's a bit creepy. Um, but yeah, there's this sort of, yeah, as you alluded to earlier, Graham, there's this, this uh, voiceover, this narration that goes through the whole episode, and like... I don't know, the delivery in it's really weird. I and I don't know if it's just particular to this episode, because it sounds like Mitch is reading his lines like he'd imagine a gigolo would. Sort of oh, thing. right. Like, he's very, like, very smooth, like, sort of. And is that yeah. just David Hasselhoff? I think it, I haven't seen him act much, but I think yeah. that is just how he acts, isn't it? But it's, like, borderline... I say smooth, that's being general. It's quite, like, sort of sleazy and... Yeah, maybe he just thought... Baywatch Nights it's yeah. a bit of a sleazy show up on a sleazy voice dial it up a bit yeah. maybe I, I assume they're going for like a film noir kind of yeah. element with the voiceover I don't yeah. know well you know it's a detective PI yeah. it looks nothing like a film noir no um, it was in colour you've got me there um, but I assumed that was what they were yeah. grasping for no, that's a good good guess um, there's a subplot involving um, new cast member Destiny yeah. And Garner Ellaby. Yeah. Um, and she, she takes some time to appreciate Garner's wonderful imperial purple Adidas tracksuits, which I thought was yeah. the bee's knees. What did you call it there? Imperial purple. Oh, yes, please. <laughs> worth tuning in just for that. <laughs> <laughs> so the duo are on the tail of um, someone called Bobby Bahama. Mm, it's a good name, isn't it? it is. so I think Skip Bale, I think, is that right? Something like that. I think that is correct. Well, they're trying yeah. to get him. And a chase ensues. Um, which culminates in Garner riding on the roof of Bahamas' car and um, going through a car wash. Yeah. Which I think would hurt a lot more than is implied because Garner just sort of comes out all suddenly. Sud- like yeah. yeah. But you know, if you've got like a hot wax on him, like, that's true. It would have been. Scolded. Yeah. Yeah. I would God. say he came out not only foamy, but miffed. Mm. Yeah, yeah, he was miffed. Yeah. There was the classic miffed. scene of um, two workmen carrying something yeah. as the car chase was taking place and uh, forcing one of the drivers to screech the brakes on, which I really enjoyed. Yeah. Unfortunately, it wasn't like a glass panel. Or, or... What were they carrying? Can you remember? <sighs> Bubble wrap? No, it was some sort of trolley or something. Ah, okay. Yeah. Um, so back in the main storyline, um, Mitch is uh, becoming concerned that Ryan might actually sleep with Grant. Mm. I think... I think he thinks she's getting far too involved. Familiar. Yeah. Familiar. Um, so it's kind of clear the two have feelings for each other. Oh, well, Mitch, and, Mitch and Ryan, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah the I chemistry, so. I'd say, is palpable. Really? Yeah. Stevie. Uh, so Rich, Rich, Mitch is going under the pseudonym Robert Bond. 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 Robert Bond. Yeah. 
He talks out his accent, doesn't he? Versatile actor. Yeah. Um, and Grant is incensed by his presence at the Mission Club. And Margot Curtis, the social director of the club, confronts Mitch slash Robert um, and makes it clear, in no uncertain terms, that she wants him off her turf. Is she yeah. British? She's supposed to be British, but her accent is... Hmm. I think she actually is. All it's Lisa Vanderpump. Oh, oh, from Vanderpump Rules. Yeah, which I don't know much about, other than Joel McHale talks about it on his show. Vanderpump Rules. Uh, I don't know. She's some. Is it not? Who is she? Van? No, that is the same. It's the same lady. Yeah. Oh. But I don't know who she is. No, I don't know what it is. I mean, it's it's like the uh, Beyonce uh, uh, Kardashians. Yeah, it's that sort of thing. Okay. So she's now in reality TV, but I think she was a quite unquote actor at some point. She. Presumably her daughters or granddaughters, because she, she must be about 70 now. She doesn't seem like the type who would yeah. hold a reality show together. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, maybe she is sort of, yeah, let's let's see what it is. So she was on, yeah, okay, yeah, she used to be on The Real Housewives of uh, Hills. Right, okay. Um, Vanderpump and her husband, Ken Todd, not Ken Todd, <laughs> 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 uh, have owned... Um, R.I.P. I've yeah. owned uh, 26 restaurants, bars and clubs in London and Los Angeles. So she's a restaurateur. There you go. And oh, she's 57. In is she? Oh, is she? Yeah. Really? Right, take it back. She looks... Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> hang on. Well, you know, not wanting to be rude, but she looks 57 in there. <laughs> so she's been about our age. 34, 33? Yeah. Well, not my age, but yeah. Oh, well. um, <laughs> crikey. <laughs> yeah. I, I thought her accent was pretty poor, but... Um, well, she's from London, England, according to this. London, England. Yeah. Where in England? London. Oh, and that's in England. It is, oh. apparently. Um, so, Grant and Ryan are getting on famously, as is established during this montage where they walk through various nature mm. spots and... That's a wonderful montage. Drink fizzy wine by a hot tub. And they're yeah. in different clothes each scene, so there's been a lot of times yeah. together. Yeah, yeah. Um... At an evening do at the Mission Club, Grant ends up kicking and punching Mitch. Um, Mitch responds with a backhanded slap before he getting knocked into the pool by Grant's left hook. And I'm wondering, if, do you remember this bit? I do, I watched it last night. I'm wondering if, um, I feel like there's a exchange where Ryan sort of like let him win. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there is, um, Mitch yeah, yeah. in that scene. Yeah. Hmm. Mitch relents, doesn't he? Yeah. I thought it was very subtle. I thought it was good to pick up on that. Anyway, back with Destiny and Garner. Um, Destiny's gone undercover as a red-headed cool girl mm. to try and get Bobby Bahama. Um, yeah, I didn't really pay much attention to this subplot, but she ends up handcuffing him to the bed of his hotel room, allowing Garner to bust in and arrest him. Chastising him for his meat-eating ways. For reasons yeah. which aren't really clear. Well, but the, maybe for Wars series. Yeah, I get the impression she's a bit of a free spirit. Right? Oh, right. Yeah. A bit of an earth child. Yeah, I guess that's probably she, true. Doesn't she try and. She's got tarot cards and something? Yeah. Yeah. If you ask me, her elevator doesn't even go all the way to the top. That's what Garner says about her. Yeah. Do you know what that means? <laughs> well, I assume she's not very clever. Yeah. Just, but then he says, she hasn't even got an elevator. elevator. Yeah, she yeah. takes a metaphor too far, doesn't he? I assume it's like, you know, a, a loaf short of a picnic or mm. whatever. Some pointless. I don't yeah. know. Cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Ryan takes Grant back to her house. That's 
her mm. quotes. Yeah. Which is this palatial property in Beverly Hills. How does she get hold of that palatial property? It's um, Mitch's oh. aunt. Oh, okay, I missed that. But. Belair. Yeah, well, did you. What? It's the house uh, from the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. It's the Banks' house. No. Yeah, 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 yeah. You did the yeah. research, or are you just that? No, certain? I can tell. Sure. I can tell because it's well, they never really film anything in the house in the Fresh Prince, but they always have it as an ex- exterior shot. Oh, I could really because I, I mean there might be a lot of houses in Bel Air that look look like that, yeah. but you know it had the same columns and stuff. Wow, like, I've seen Jazzy Jeff get thrown out of that front door many times. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. uh, in the show and in real life, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so um, she shows Grant a tiara, which she puts into the safe, very loudly reciting yes. the combination. She doesn't she just does. let him see. Yeah. She tells him out loud the yeah. exact numbers. She's. Um, I mean, he's very gullible at this point yeah. to sort of fall for this this trap. But like I say, she's very subtle. So yeah. Yeah, and also it seems very odd because he, as we'll come on to, uh, he, he is aware that. Um, there are people out to get him uh, because yeah. he puts his hands on the first woman. Yeah, and he's obviously really. suspicious that there are people, yeah, trying to who might be um, not what they say they are trying to catch him out. Mm. And yet, as you say, very gullible. Or maybe he's just overcome with lust. Maybe he does say at one point to Ryan, "You're like a sensual minefield, ready to explode." Yeah, he does say that. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bit much, isn't it? It is a bit it's much. A sexy That's why it's better nights. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> although that particular scene happens I'd say mid-afternoon um, <laughs> so uh, Grant comes over the next day to the Beverly Hills house and finds Ryan embracing Mitch or Robert um, by the pool um, which is all a ruse really in order to um, aggravate Grant yeah. and you know force him into robbing Ryan's house mm-hmm. but is it just a ruse or is there something more there uh, there's something more there there is something oh, more is there a rhetorical question yeah, yeah. Uh, well yeah Anyway, Mitch goes for a run on the beach, also in a purple Adidas tracksuit. I thought it was blue. No, it's it's like an amethyst purple. Amethyst. I'm learning <laughs> words. Where do you all get the these words? Um, but his run is interrupted by being shot at by a man in a low flying glider. Oh. This is wonderful. It's what? like a low budget North by Northwest. Isn't it's it? such an incredibly you... impractical way to yeah. try and kill someone. Yeah. What sort of vehicle is it? Is it a power hawk? What would you power glider? But they're, power they're glider. Not, well, they're not motorized, are they? So I don't think that is right. Microlite? I don't know. Maybe it's a microlite. Yeah. Not sure. It's a type of oven. It's a type of onion. Oven. Oh, yeah. That's only ever going to be so effective, <laughs> like that method of yeah. trying to assassinate someone. You're not really going to have a steady hand. A handgun on a microlite. Uh-huh. Like. Very slow pursuit. Yeah, um, but uh, Mitch manages to evade him. And by him, I mean, of course, it's great. Well, actually, I assumed at this point that it was um, Margot, because you know how usually in these sorts oh, of shows, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. some of the person you think is. Yeah. But actually, you know, it was him all along. Nothing really so I don't know happens. why he was even covered. Didn't yeah. He didn't need to sort of cover his face. Nothing really happens with Margot, does it? Like that, She doesn't get her comeuppance, does she? No. I, no. I don't think you see her again. Well, really. she, she pulls out, doesn't she? Uh, I think... <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> Talking about Steve Ryder. <laughs> That's a good one. Because uh, Grant tries to convince Margot to uh, go full steam ahead and uh, <laughs> lob what's the place is Ryan's safe. Yeah. If, uh, Margot says no. No, I'm root. Yeah. Like uh, your Duncan Ballantyne. Yeah. <laughs> Just like Tom's Duncan Ballantyne. <laughs> Leave my Duncan Ballantyne out of this. Um, Mitch catches Grant. Uh, Breaking into the safe at Ryan's house. Um, 
Grant aims his gun at him, but Mitch manages to do the old rug trick, you know? Yeah, I do know. It it is absurd to me that Mitch didn't come with a gun and and aim the gun at uh, Grant while he was um, accusing him. That's a good point. Because he already knows his gun. You know, the the person A is on the rug. Gotcha. And then person B... (laughs) with cat-like reflexes, <laughs> stoops down and pulls the rug Ooh. out from under his feet. And so he falls then, over. Oh, not yeah. like the table cloth trick. Where everything well, he, stays, he stays there. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, that's pretty much the episode. It sort of ends up with Mitch and Ryan um, in the club, nights, nice. under the office. And um, seemingly neither of them are willing to admit the feelings they have for each other. No, that's right. Even it's though um, Sophie Soltress, yeah, sorry, Destiny, uh, oh, she approaches, doesn't she? And says, "Oh, there's an energy." This, this is a running joke in, in the show. Uh, oh, is it? For all of you who haven't seen Baywatch Nights, and that she'll tell people what their aura is emitting, whether they like it or not. Oh. And so, in this scenario, she says, "Oh, there's a very sexy energy between the two of you." It's a sexy show. It is. A, yeah. It is a sexy. Oh, is I'm not sure if we've really said that enough. It is a very <laughs> sexy show. Uh, especially one of the episodes I accidentally watched. <laughs> um, we'll get onto that. But she she uh, has to remove herself from the situation, doesn't she? She says, "Oh, oh, I've just." It's like she's just walked in on someone. Yeah. And yeah looking at the Timmy Thomas. So no, I'm I'm out of here. <laughs> Tell you what, it's so sexy that um, the only two actors uh, credited at the end of the show that aren't in the main credits mm. are. Um, Lisa Falcone as Hooker One and Tina mm. New as Hooker, Hooker Two. two. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she was so. good as Hooker Two. Shouldn't go far. So that was um, that was uh, just a gigolo from season one. Before we move on to season two, mm. yeah, tell me what's going to happen. A I'd new like to, feature. I'd like to a, new feature? a new feature. Yeah, called postcards from Lindhurst. Postcards uh, from Lindhurst. So I'm not. There we go. Postcards from Lindhurst. Very similar to the Origins theme. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't have many <laughs> If it works, <laughs> stick with it. Always read the label. <laughs> I'm not talking about Nicholas Lindhurst. Um, I'm talking about Lindhurst, Hampshire. Yes, in the New Forest. It is, where yes. Where I've been. Yes. It's a lovely place. So um, I've got some trivia for, about oh, wonderful. Lindhurst. Mm. Um, and yeah, it's not that you've been. No. Oh. That's next week's. Yeah. <laughs> but what it is, is that Lindhurst has been known as the capital of the New Forest since William the Conqueror established the area as a royal hunting ground in 1079. Oh, cool. There you go. I didn't know uh, Gary Sparrow could time shovel back that far. Oh. <laughs> Probably getting his leg over and uh, some oh, God. made from... Conquering. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With his William the Conqueror. <laughs> <laughs> The show Season is really, two, uh, episode 13, ladies and gentlemen, frozen out of time. Uh, an episode Keith described as surprisingly erotic. See what you <laughs> yeah. think at home, listeners. Yeah. So, Keith, do you want to explain what's happened? <laughs> well, no, not for the first time. Tom, Tom suggested watching uh, Season 2, episode 12, I believe. And I didn't check the titles, so I watched a different episode, um, which I forget the name of now. But it was a, a very erotic episode involving sexy candles. From season two? Yeah, yeah I thought strange. Because I thought they dialed back the eroticism in favour of the supernatural for season two. Oh, well, well they, that's they what were I supernatural said. sexy candles. Okay. Um, you know, they were still very supernatural. There was like a whole, there was a whole event building uh, Ghost Hunters vibe to it. Oh, okay. Um, but it was just also a little bit sexy. Uh, because 
the uh, protagonist of the episode was possessed by the spirit of a another lusty man, but a sort of lusty, murdery man. Oh, right. no. Um, so I decided upon watching my three episodes, I wasn't going to watch the correct one afterwards. It was, it was too much. Well, you don't need to, because uh, we're going to put you in. But I just wanted to say before that, so we... Um, Season two, as as Graham put, it takes a different tact, which I think is probably one of the strangest changes in direction. Yes, ever. Like you know, for one season to be one genre and another to be quite so different. Um, but we were really spoiled for choice, weren't we? We we're trying to pick one f- oh, yeah, from the list true. to watch, and uh, we're looking through uh, the Wikipedia entries, and they just. They, there's some remarkable stuff in there. So the one we went for is um, Frozen Out of Time, which, to give you a brief one-sentence summary, is two 900-year-old Vikings awaken from their frozen slumber and resume their feud in Los Angeles. Who could resist? But yeah. we could have as quite as easily gone for uh, Night Whispers, uh, where Ryan suspects that a woman she and Mitch saw commit a murder is a vampire. Mm, of course. A sexy vampire. So the one I watched was called Possessed. Can you read that out? Donna becomes possessed by the spirit of a dead serial killer. Yeah. A sexy serial killer. <laughs> wow. We could have also watched um, Hot Winds. Hot Winds. Mitch and Ryan search for the source of a desert wind that's making people go insane. Oh. Some of this is so Garth Marenghi-esque. Isn't it? <laughs> it really is. And of course, we could have also watched Ascension. Mitch, Ryan and Teague are faced with torture devices that are controlled electronically by an Asian woman. Yeah, it's good to clarify her race. I don't know. That particular detail is... Garner didn't make it into the second season, did he? No. I think he might quit. Or maybe he just wasn't really right for the new premise. Yeah. No, he's been replaced by Griff. Griff. Anyway, let's get on with Frozen Out of Time. Yeah, let's. Which opens with a volcano erupting in Iceland... Subsequently causing an earthquake and a landslide. Oh, like a Yeah, so quite impressive footage. Stock footage, one would assume. Yeah. Yeah. Because the budget on the show ain't big. Yeah. Well, as I was watching, I sort of thought, oh, the budget seems a bit more substantial, yeah. but maybe no. I think. Well, I don't think so. But um, back in good old California, um, in San Pedro, to be more precise, in a lab, a group of scientists uncover two bodies, which they're doing their best to resurrect... Um, for some reason, Mitch and Ryan have been summoned to the lab, um, and basically with some flashes, man, a lot of dry ice. Yeah, a lot of dry ice. I reckon this season got through a lot of dry ice. <laughs> uh, which is so you got frozen bodies. So the natural way of defrosting them is with dry ice. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's I guess right. ice cancels out ice. Yeah, fight ice with ice. That's yeah, the saying, that's isn't it? That's the same. You're right. Um, so the two men. Um, well, they don't come back to life, but they get a lot less icy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and there's much mirth in the lab at this. I think, has one got a steady heartbeat? Is that what they've both got? It's got a heartbeat, although it's not steady. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Um, but they're basically Vikings. Right. Yeah. One of them wakes up and he um, starts throwing people about. He's strong. He is strong. Mm. He retrieves his sword and escapes mm-hmm. the lab. Um, Good that they kept the sword with him. Yeah. In the lab. You would it need is, that, wouldn't you? You would, yeah. Uh, the Vikings, because um, I looked this up, um, are played by Sven Oli Thorsen and Nils Allen Stewart. Okay. And neither of them are professional wrestlers. Really? That is quite strange. Because oh. they both could be. 
Yeah, the one with the silver hair is quite well groomed, isn't he? Yeah, Got a lot of shine in that hair. Yeah, His beard is quite well glossy. kept. Yeah, considering he's nice. been, you know, yeah. Oh, well, I guess the ice preserves. Yeah, it does. Your hair. Yeah, really I don't really know does. much about ice or cryotherapy. Um, you know, water's the only thing that expands when it freezes. The only liquid that does that. Mm. Yeah. Is that right? Ice fact. I think ice facts. Is it, is it true? Ice, ice facts. facts. Ice facts. <laughs> ice facts. Always with Lee. <laughs> uh, title sequence has changed for season two. Yeah, has it? it? The sun, doesn't, sun doesn't go down anymore. No, does it? no. But what happens instead? You get Mitch walking in uh, in silhouette through a lot of dry ice, yeah. and you get some various sort of supernatural flashes, don't you? Like you get, yeah. you see like a wolf man, That's right. some candles, mm. an old sexy book. candles, yeah. sexy candles, sexy wolf man, sexy wolf man, sexy old book, <laughs> David Copperfield, flashes <laughs> yeah. up, um, and it ends with someone, I believe, Mitch slash David Hasselhoff saying, "Your nights will never be the same." Oh, I wonder what that was. Ooh, some, yeah. I heard never be the same. I can't bother to rewind yeah. it. Your nights will never, never be, be the same. same. Right, okay. Gary Geller, stinker of supernatural people. Yeah. yeah. So I think, you know, they're really uh, staking their claim to the change in direction in mm. the title sequence, aren't they? Colours to the mast. They really are, that's what I was trying to say. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the Vikings. Have either of you seen the film Encino Man, distributed in the UK as California Man? No. no. Is it like Demolition Man? No, but it's a similar thing in that it's like this episode, oh, and right. it's about a frozen caveman, played by Brendan Fraser. Yeah, oh, nice. he's lovable, yeah. isn't he? he is. Early days, Brendan Fraser. Yeah, yeah, this is like early nineties. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, so Viking, long-haired Viking, um, escapes, and he's finding it difficult to adjust to life in nineties Los Angeles. For example, he takes a swipe at a truck with a sword. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Mitch gets tasked with retrieving the Viking, with this light. Police net gun, like action yeah. figure accessory thing. It mm. looks really weird. Is that are they? Is that what police net guns look like? I've no idea. Are police think, net guns a thing? I, I've not seen I them. I think so. Maybe vets have them. Do they or zookeepers? Yeah, maybe. Oh yes, he has one of them. You can see why they wouldn't, as Tom will come on to. They yeah, are not very effective. Not very effective at all. Um, should say there's an older British professor in the lab. Mm-hmm. You alluded Played to by him. hold that thought. Edward Mulhair. Edward Mulhair. And he um, he seems to be running this show. Yeah. Running this experiment. He's concerned the Viking won't survive out there on his own. So. He's got some gravitas, hasn't he? He's got some he chops. He does. Yeah, really does. And a darling bow tie. It's lovely. British. Um, so Mitch goes on his Viking hunt, sporting another item of Adidas apparel. Did you notice this? It's like this chocolate brown leather jacket. Keith? Oh, no. But uh, the logo, the Adidas logo on the back is sort of... <laughs> Really close to the bottom and off centre. So oh, I didn't it, know. It's that. really weird. It like looks, hooky gear. Yeah, it looks very bootleg. Okay. Or he's done it himself. I don't know. <laughs> like it's really weird. Um, Paul Daniels. This it's supernatural. Another supernatural figure. Mm. That's not you. Oh, no. <laughs> no, no. no, we would never besmirch Paul Daniels' name. Good name in that way. Um, so during the pursuit, it transpires that Mitch knows a hell of a lot about Vikings. Oh boy, does he! And his reasoning is that because he spent. Most of his, yeah, I didn't get the exact quote, but something like, you don't spend as much of your life by the sea, alluding to his hard yeah. past, without knowing a thing a or two Vikings. Vikings. He also thinks really, he would have been a Viking, doesn't he? He does say yeah, that, yeah. yeah. No, it doesn't square. That doesn't, that's not logical, you're right. You were about to say oh, the yeah, idea yeah. that you would... Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
That's strange, but he knows. I mean, it's a gift that keeps on giving, isn't it? It's quite yeah. funny. There's a bit where he's sort of, I think he's been winded and he's sort of like, um, Griff, his accomplice, says something about, oh, he's berserk. And he's just sort of like, <laughs> do you know where the word berserk comes from? Like, <laughs> like yeah, it's berserkers. Oh. Yeah. So Vikings going to their deaths in battle. Yeah. They sort of get like a lot. blind rage and just sort yeah. of run in regardless of their Ooh. own well being. But even, it seems, maybe it is. Uh, what, Hmm. I'll start again. The show would have us believe that people do who work by the sea do in fact know a lot about Vikings. Because even Ryan is in on it. She says at some she point says something. Yeah, everyone knows Vikings travel in groups, not alone in pairs. Yeah, that proposed yeah. thing. She just that just comes out. Yeah, like crabs. Yeah, like crabs. Um. So yeah, uh, Ryan's back in the um, lab talking to the other Viking that's led to yet to wake up. Mm. Um. And yeah, she says that. Which is very strange. She also notices that this sleeping Viking has a dagger. In yeah, she's very shoulder. observant. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so she makes a call to Mitch while he's pursuing the Viking around the docks, spouting out Viking trivia as he goes. And he knows uh, knows a thing or two about blood blood feuds, and he suspects the two Vikings mm. were sent out on a boat together to sort of resolve this blood feud. Mm. So mm. by his uh, reckoning. When this other Viking wakes up, he's going to come and find the other Viking. Oh, like Wesley Snipes. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> um, no, sorry, Wesley Snipes wakes up first, doesn't he? It's Sylvester, Sylvester Stallone. Stallone. Yeah. Second wake up, yeah. Blade Runner. Blade Runner, yeah. yeah great film. Um, so the sleeping Viking eventually wakes up and breaks out of his restraints. Uh, he removes the dagger from his shoulder and he starts sniffing Ryan. Yeah, and steals her jewellery. Yeah, he does, doesn't yeah. he? Oh, does a thing for Ryan. Pillaging? Yeah. There we go. Mm. Um, David Blaine. <laughs> the two Vikings eventually reconvene in the lab and engage in a sword fight, during which they destroy all manner of yeah. lab equipment. Griff says, it's like right out of a movie. Yeah. And Mitch says, yeah, except this is for real. <laughs> That's not, is it? <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. That is great. Uh, Mitch... Gets involved foolishly because he tries to take on one of the Vikings with a broom. Yeah, and given everything he knows about Vikings, everything he's said about Vikings, that just seems incredibly ill-conceived. Yeah, sometimes Mitch is headstrong. I think he is. Yeah. Um, does Mitch refuse to fight with a firearm? Is he? Does he? Does he fight with honor in this way, or is it just ha- happenstance? Is there much honor in fighting with a broom? <laughs> <laughs> I think you know the answer to that. <laughs> yes. Um, one of the Vikings dies in the scuffle, Ugh. and then the other one is fatally wounded, but eventually succumbs. Mm-hmm. Mitch gives him his sword. Because mm. you can't go to Valhalla without, without your, sword. your sword. And uh, Mitch and Ryan give uh, both both uh, Vikings a proper Viking burial, mm. in that they send them off in a boat to sea. And then select them. Well, Mitch, yeah, does the thing with the. Uh, Flaming arrow. Yep. Thankfully, he doesn't miss. <laughs> his first time, yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, with a choir of Valhalla, mm. the episode ends. Mitch looking wistfully. Very wistful. Yeah. By the time when he used to be a Viking. Yeah. So that was that. Well, that was great. I feel like I don't need to watch it. But I really think we should have watched uh, The Creature, where Mitch, Griff, and Ryan investigate a series of murders committed by a half human, half fish woman intent on having a baby. There's a lot going on there, isn't there? Mm. Yeah. I think we've been here all night with that. <laughs> that is the plot to Species, isn't it? More or less? Well, spe- species is an alien. Hmm. 
Sorry, no, the character's not called Species. <laughs> <laughs> like Jaws the Shark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that was Baywatch Nights. Well, I enjoyed that. Thanks, Tom. Oh, yeah. you're welcome. Thanks, Tom. Should we do favourite line character? Oh, yeah. Did we do that? Go yeah. for it. Yeah. Uh, I said, I think I've said mine to catch a gigolo. I decided to become a gigolo, but I also enjoyed in the second episode we watch. Uh, there's a reference to sexual activity, of course there is. And Mitch says, "You know how I feel about boogity boogity." <laughs> I thought he was talking about creepy stuff, not. Oh, yeah, maybe he is. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. So he wasn't talking about his deadline. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Favorite character, fa- oh, oh, favorite character, yeah. um, uh, Don Cal- Doctor Lancaster, the oh, British yeah. man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> My favorite character was the Doctor from the Possessed episode. Uh, he was a medical examiner, <laughs> and his part in it was quite unclear. Good. Uh, <laughs> and favorite line is, you might know Mitch from patrolling the beach. Which is the start of episode one. Is that an actual quote? Well, half remembered, yeah. <laughs> My favourite character is the um, the first Viking, the more hirsute of the Yeah, three. lovely. That's hairy for your listeners at home. And my favourite line is, although I don't consider myself over the hill yet, living in a town of hard bodies sometimes <laughs> makes it hard to ignore the ageing process. <laughs> that was a good one. Yeah. yeah. I enjoy that moment. It was a brief moment of, of humility. From the uh, yeah, that's rare. There was lots of good quotes. Um, I'm sure we could have chosen many. Here's a curveball. What's your favourite version of Baywatch Nights? Uh, the one I'd be more interested in watching more of is the second That's season. true. Yeah. yeah. Really? I prefer the, the first season. I think I did, actually. But yeah. I think you're right. Just the sheer range of ridiculous episodes would have been more fun. Did Baywatch Nights and Such as The Monday. Strike, where Mitch rescues a young man who claims to have a connection with the Roswell incident. It's not far-fetched. Did they, did they run side by side, Baywatch Nights and Baywatch, or was Baywatch done? No, no, they ran side by side. There was some crossover thing, wasn't there? I think sometimes the characters appeared in a. I think I read that Ryan popped up in Baywatch. one or two Baywatches. Mm. Probably to boost numbers, I guess, yeah. for Baywatch Nights. So it does. Um, it does mean that Mitch is going out discovering all this supernatural activity. And then going back to his day job and not mentioning a word of it to any of his yeah. lifeguard colleagues. <laughs> what were we up to last night? Last night. <laughs> <laughs> All these sexy candles. Uh, like but, I said, I don't mean to bang on about it, but you must have just been exhausted. Yeah, mm. I know. Like, come on. They don't allude to it, though, do they? No, he's, 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 ma- he's a real, real man, isn't he? He certainly is. Mm. Looks a lot like David Copperfield, doesn't he? So, are we going to rate it? Yeah. Yes. Regular listeners will know <laughs> uh, yeah. um, that we give it a rating on a bird scale. The bigger the bird, the better the episode. Mm. So, one, a mower, would be perfect. The it's very best it could be. It's a huge bird, isn't yeah. it? It's, it's massive. If you could see what we could see, you would know that, listeners. And bird. ten is a sparrow. Uh, which actually is our own addition to the scare we found on the internet because obviously Sparrow is the name of the show and it's from Goodnight Sweetheart, which is, by all accounts, pretty crap. No, uh, no, no that's harsh. That's no, not I don't fair. really care. Um, so, Tom, give it a number. Give it a bird. I reckon it's probably a... Uh, 
It's uh, somewhere between a golden eagle and a king penguin, I think. Yeah, it is. Going to have to press you there, Tom. Okay, it's a golden penguin. <laughs> <laughs> not, it's not, not available. King eagle. <laughs> okay, available. I'll go. I'll go. Um, I'll go. Um, golden eagle. Okay. Oh, six. What about you, Graham? Yeah, same. I mean, it's utter tripe, but it is quite entertaining. It's yeah, yeah. I I would rather watch ten of those than another episode of Harper Lights. Oh God, yeah. Um, also, you know, similar theme. Yeah, and it rhymes. Harbour Lights. Baywatch Nights. Sounds like a bingo thing. Does Nick sing Harbour Lights? I think he does. Yeah. Harbour Lights. Harbour Lights. Harbour Lights. Harbour Lights. <laughs> Always read the label. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with Albatross. Okay. Ooh. A five. Okay. I, That's pretty good. I, I enjoyed it. And you watch more of it than any of us. Yeah. 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 Maybe it was like a Stockholm syndrome. So. so it's quiz time. Hey. hey! So, watching Baywatch Nights as we were uh, with David Hasselhoff, the star of the show, it made me wonder: Are there any other instances of a television show with a leading man called David? Oh! And it turns out there are. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> I really struggle with this one. <laughs> Sorry, listeners. That bit of background noise is the sound of Graham scraping the barrel. <laughs> That was Keith groaning. Yeah. <laughs> Who? Go uh, on, I like. I do like this. Okay, I'm being, I'm being mean. No, no, it's fine to be mean. <laughs> it's, I think it should be quite entertaining quiz, though. Albeit the premise is naff. So I'm going to give you a television series. You're going to uh, you're going to tell me which David was the lead role or one of the lead roles in that show. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. It does. Okay. So we'll start. There's five questions as per. I think we're going to carry over the score from last series, which I can't remember. I'm winning, though. Are you? Is well, it? Are we going to carry it on as long as you're winning? <laughs> is, that, is that what you mean? <laughs> no, I'm winning. Oh, well, we don't know that for sure. We well, don't know that. We'll try and find out. Yeah, we'll write it up. Well, should we just start again? Yeah, all right, let's start, start again. again I'm, Get okay. out of here, yeah, because I think I was winning anyway. Okay, it's nil now. Bullshit, I was winning. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so are you ready? You got your notepads up? Yeah. yeah. First show, X-Files. Oh, okay. It is easy. Yeah, it is easy. But it gets harder. So that's the actor, not the. Yes, yeah, the actor. Yeah. Is it always going to be the actor? Yeah. Uh, wasn't clear. <laughs> well, uh-huh. no, you know, Keith, you get a point. <laughs> okay, show me. T- Tom, show me David Duchovny. Keep showing me David Duchovny. <laughs> keep showing me David Duchovny. <laughs> <laughs> I'll keep this list. Second, Poirot. Uh, a bit harder, isn't it? You would it agree? Is, yeah. yeah. But not too difficult. Keep showing me David Suchet. Tom has done the likewise. Uh, number three. This will shock you. They think it's all over. Didn't say it'd be a drama, did I? Unless I did. <laughs> In which case, it won't always be a drama. Uh, the presenter. One of the people. Yeah. Um, well, the know. presenter was Nick Hancock, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there were other oh, leading yeah. men. Yep, yep, yep. Keep showing me. The right answer. I don't Tom know. has I forfeited pass. shamefully. David Gower is right. Yeah. Was that a sportsman? He was a, a cricketer. A fine cricketer. Oh, it's not fair on a cricket one because you know I'm not going to get that. No, I don't like cricket. Well, I'll put one like in for you next week about wrestling or something. Yay. Like that. Uh, Michael Senna. Cena. Didn't he break up with his wife recently? John Cena. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Question four Starsky and Hutch. Ooh. Yeah. It's a bit uh, trickier, isn't it? And they, but I think they might get it. No are they both? Are they? Oh, I didn't know. <laughs> yeah, that's the one I had. Yeah, maybe they're not both. I don't know who the other one is. 
No, I don't know. I've got his first name. Yeah, great. You get <laughs> half a point. Uh, Tom showed me the right answer. David Soul. Ah. Yeah, we should have gone it. And the last one. Druckius. So, you know, don't oh, hate gosh. me if you don't get it. But I think you might have a chance. The Partridge family. Not Alan Partridge. The Partridge family. Tom's in like a bullet. Keith is. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes. Tom showed me the right answer. No, I don't know. David Cassidy. Tom, you've turned it around. There we go. That was exciting, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. That was exciting broadcasting. That. I wouldn't have got that. That's so uh, you did win by a point. Cool, my winning streak continues. Well, no, <laughs> no it doesn't. Okay. Okay, that just leaves me to sign up. No, it doesn't. It's Keith's job. Go on. Oh, uh, yeah. I can sign off. <laughs> now that you two have done all of the heavy lifting. <laughs> uh, thanks for listening to episode one of series three of Sparrow Talk. That was Baywatch Nights and bloody good I might even watch it for fun <laughs> oh, no I won't no I won't that's goodbye from me Tom goodbye from me Graham, Graham. goodbye from me Graham 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 Graham, Graham. 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 Graham.